into the contest. It is Tuesday the 15th of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, who's back from across the divide. You, you had, a, had a nice time over that long weekend. Had a lovely time, mate. There was plenty of good food. Um, Lots of good cooking and uh, lots of good red wine, but yeah, fought the traffic on the way back home and back in Clontarf now, mate, so uh, ready to go for a big week of sport. Yeah, and uh, look, you could be a winner on Afternoon Sport. All you need to do is follow us on Twitter and Facebook and be in the running for a signed Western Sydney Wanderers ball. So follow us on Afternoon Sport Twitter or Facebook to be in the running for that. Today on the show, we have, well, she plays the game, reports the game, presents the game, Katie Brown, it's all about rugby league. And Rob Gilbert, our editor-at-large, looks at the world game. Pretty emotional scenes with Boyd Cordner, of course, uh, Roosters captain, state of origin captain, Australian captain, retiring at the age of 29. Shane, but look, he had no option, really, did he? He had no option, mate. And he... uh Look, as you said, 29, but uh, repeated concussions, mate, and he's got to look to the future, mate. There's um, there's some serious um, medicine behind um, you know, what can happen to the players' brains and, and, and their mental health and, and their physical health in the future. So, uh, sad decision. He is the heart soul of the Roosters, but uh, you know, at least he's going to be leaving the game, hopefully, with his full faculties. Yeah, we wish him and Gemma. Gemma, I know well. She's a good friend of mine. Beautiful person. Uh, we wish them all the best going forward. Now, Nathan Buckley, we wish him the best. And uh, they, they sent him off a win. <laughs> Hasn't been that way recently, has it? But they've beaten Melbourne at the SCG, Collingwood. Isn't it amazing when you put a little bit of emotion into a game and it can change the outcome? You know, I think Collingwood had not scored that many points um, all year. Um, and they did uh, as well in um, in the first quarter. They did in, in three quarters of each game. Um, but a really good way to send him off. He has been a, a bit of a legend of Collingwood, um, and the players really played for him. And it was yeah, emotional scenes there. But uh, Melbourne, they've hit a bit of a stump, stumbling block here. The the team that's was uh, there's two points clear now. Um, they they need to really regather. They've lost twice now to teams outside the eight. So a little bit of a wobbly boot, but. Um, I still think that they're going to be there in the grand final. Yeah, wish Nathan Buckley all the best. Talking about emotion, of course, there was plenty of it. State of origin. And Katie Brown just happens to be a Queensland supporter, so I can't wait to talk to her. She's next, of course, reports it, presents it, plays it. She's a wonderful girl. Rugby League next with Katie. Well, it is time to talk Rugby League and a presenter, reporter, and plays the game, of course. Uh, Katie Brown joins us now, and Katie is just walking off the field, so she's still got the jersey on, the shoulder pads, the, the mouth cut over the ear. How are you, Katie? <laughs> I'm good. We got the win. We got the win. I've still got, yeah, all my strapping tape on, and uh, the sternum not feeling great today, but maybe that means I'm tackling a bit better. <laughs> well done. And uh, what was the score? 24-10. Beautiful. So, yeah, it felt closer, but we, we got the job done. Needed that one. Yeah, yeah. 24-10, South Sydney over Wentworthville. I remember playing Wentworthville, but TV was in black and white when I used to play. <laughs> now, look, I, I really felt sorry for you particularly. I felt sorry felt sorry for you particularly last week. I, I took no pleasure in that 50-6 to six thumping of New South Wales. <laughs> We're not going there. We don't need to talk state of origin. We can talk rugby we... league. Just NRL today, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't talk about how well Nathan Cleary played. And Lou I played and Trebiovich and Latrell Mitchell. Oh, we've got to talk uh, it. They, 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 they were dynamic, the Blues, weren't they? They were. It, it was. It was hard to watch because 
look, credit where credit's due. And mm. the Blues were simply outstanding. The Maroons didn't show up. And that was disappointing. But, you know, okay, actually, you know what? The Maroons did show up. The Blues were just so much better. And yeah. I'm nervous for game two because I don't think there's enough time to heal the damage that was done in that game. Tom Tavojevic, wow. Give yeah. him the Dally M already. Super player, isn't he? Yeah. And I just hope I just hope we flog you again. I really, really do. I, I'm so desperate to do that. Oh, I, I was trying to be vulnerable and you just put it back in my face. Well, Katie, I, I, I'm in a bit of a doubt too. My Dragons just got smashed by the Bulldogs 28 to 6 and um, they did not show up at all. They, they were missing tackles and guys were darting from dummy half and scoring tries. The Dragons are really hit a wall. So I think your dragon stayed in Wollongong. I'm not yeah. sure they made it to Olympic Park. That's concerning. This is a big turning point for the dragons. We've been talking about early in the season where they were showing so much stamina and mm. I think they were showing just a good, healthy culture there at the club. They were playing for each other. Now it looks like they're on the downward spiral and this is where it gets dangerous. This is They should not be losing to the Bulldogs. No. Jake Avarillo should not be starring for the Bulldogs. Mm. Um, and nothing against him. That's just on the Dragons. They're better than that. So, yeah, hard one to bounce back from. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, they weren't good. And it seems to be that they're losing to the teams that they should beat. And obviously we've heard word that Dufty's uh, leaving the club and now Corey Norman's on the out of the Dragons. So, uh, look, they've got to pick themselves up, dust themselves off quickly because they're at the bottom of the eight and they need to get it right. Boyd Cordner, look, he's a great fella. Love him and, and Jem, his, his girlfriend, know really, really well. I felt for him uh, very emotional in, in farewelling the game. What a, what a, what a modern-day great. Modern day grey and I think uh, this is sad. I feel really sad and I know you both do too because at 29, Boyd Cordner has to hang up the boots. He's a professional athlete. That's what he's known all his life and now he's got to look beyond that because of concussion. Like take a moment to realise that this is the second Sydney Rooster this season who has retired from head knocks. This is a, a turning point for our game and I think we just need to um, give him a, a big round of applause for what he's done mm. in his career. But at the same time, I, I look at the game and go, wow, you know, imagine imagine players at 29, 20 years ago, imagine how many head knocks they would have copped and continued to play and the damage that was done. Yeah, big time. Well, I know personally, Katie, I retired at 29 from a knee injury, but you know, I could have played on as a batsman, but there was no uh, risk of me having <laughs> any head trauma um, you know, post-career. So, yeah, it would have been really, really sad for him to, to to walk away from the game. He's been the heart and soul of the Roosters, that's for sure. Now, two games um, on, the, on the weekend, I thought, good to see two one-pointers. The Roosters, 35 to 35 of the Titans. Sam Walker with a brilliant field goal. But the Penrith team, we're only saying the Penrith team, how are they going to lose a game? Well, you lose so many players of state of origin, they lost 19-18 to the Sharks. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm hurting a little bit because I'm a Titans girl. Uh, That was tough. And I love that the Sydney Roosters got around Sam Walker so much. That was brilliant. But in that Sharks game, wasn't that just a big tick next to Sean Johnson and say, hey, Craig Fitzgibbon, sign me up. I want to be here next year. If you don't think I'm worth the coin, that's what I can do. Mm. And as for the Panthers, I thought they were only going to lose once, not twice. Uh, You can see that when they don't have their their starring players, and particularly when they don't have Nathan Cleary, they lose their way a little. 
Yeah, sure yeah. They, they're going to be vulnerable, and no doubt Ivan's going to look at that because uh, you do lose players to injury, don't you? Now, look, I, I don't want to uh, um, change the subject too much in and around re- retirement, but on a much lighter note, I retired at 21 because of a lack of ability. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, Three years too late too, I reckon. There was no chance of a head knock there. Uh, Katie, uh, look, I really, really hope that New South Wales flog Queensland. I'm going oh. to that game at Suncorp Stadium. And wouldn't it be great? 56 nil this time. 56 nil this time. Gee whiz, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak to you both next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always enjoy your company, Katie. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, casts his eye over the world game. It is happening on every continent. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. Well, it is time to talk to our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, and it is all about the world game, Roberto. There's so much going on. Hello, Timmy. Hello, Shane. There sure is. And I think the, the obvious story to lead off with is, uh, despite the fact that we've got uh, Socceroos, Oli Roos, Matilda's A-League finals, is the Euros uh, and the story around Christian Eriksen, uh, the Denmark midfielder who suffered a cardiac arrest in the opening round fixture in Copenhagen mm. against Finland. It was uh, heart-wrenching stuff to watch it. It was, wasn't it? For, for a while there, it was really uh, touch and go. It, it appeared that uh, from what we were seeing on the screens, and that's another controversy in itself, internationally the BBC have copped a, a huge backlash locally about holding the, uh, the the pictures on Ericsson as he was being resuscitated uh, on the field his players fellow Danish players uh, created a ring around him and uh, in, immediately the uh, the spectators of both countries knew what was going on it was eventually uh, you know, announced that it was a cardiac arrest and that he had died on the pitch mm. but fortunately the uh, head coach Casper uh, Hulman was able to announce that uh, he uh, at half time had uh, recovered and was able to send a uh, a video message, a FaceTime to to the team. So ultimately, uh, they did resume the, the match after two hours, knowing that he was better. And uh, the the Finns eventually got their their first ever major result in a an international tournament. But uh, yeah, it was uh, touch as I said, touch and go for for a while there. Yeah, Rob, uh, life is very fickle, mate, that's for sure. But um, changing pace a little bit, um, in England, the, they seem very, very happy with their result. Exactly. Well, 24 hours later, uh, the, the, the game was back on the park. People were relieved that uh, Ericsson had survived and England had their opening round match at Wembley against Croatia, who they famously lost in the semifinals at the World Cup just a couple of years ago. Luka Modric still leading the Croatians. But uh, the English were amazing. Uh, they um, were able to, to get a result. Um, against uh, the backdrop of the Ericsson story the day before. Only 1-0, but England had never won an opening round match in the Euros in the entire history of the tournament. So so that was uh, quite amazing. Raheem Sterling uh, put in through a beautiful ball by the Leeds of midfielder mm-hmm. Calvin Phillips. A few other results. Turkey um, were not uh, at the races against Italy in the opening match. Lost 3-0. Three, three the Welsh uh, got out of jail, won all against Switzerland and uh, Belgium, probably one of the favourites to smash Russia. So another five weeks of this tournament and, uh, you know, we've had incredible headlines in the first 48 hours. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, the Mariners' fairy tale this year has come to an end, but Alan Statich has come out and said that we've returned them from oblivion, which they have done because it's been a very, very good season. So congratulations to them. But I, I suppose the story now, Robert, becomes all about MacArthur uh, getting deep into the season in their first season. Yeah, absolutely. And Dave Milicic, MacArthur, down, based down in Campbelltown, they were down to 10 men, backs to the wall against the Central Coast Mariners. It went into extra time and uh, they got the go-ahead goal, uh, the Mariners chased the equaliser but uh, you know left too much room up the back and uh, and, and got the uh, got the 2-0 the result in the end so it's a great story uh, hopefully we'll underscore the building platform that we need because uh, we do need to be patient in the A-League uh, anyone who follows the game will know that over recent years uh, the, the cry to head office has been to expand the league and now um, we've got to be patient as these clubs build so good results on the park uh, are exactly what uh, the, uh, the expansion of the A-League needs to, uh, to to grow the fan base. The other result, of course, and there was the second away result was uh, Carl Viet, the former soccer himself, had been appointed at the beginning of the season. Uh, they beat uh, the Brisbane Roar up in Brisbane 2-1. So they go through to both teams face the... Uh, the top two teams, uh, Adelaide play Sydney FC on Saturday evening and MacArthur, Melbourne uh, in the other semi-final, preliminary final to go through to the grand final the following week. So, yeah, unexpected results, but uh, but I think we're in for a couple of good semi-finals, preliminary finals to, to go into the grand final. Now, Rob, turning to the um, to the national sides, uh, some mixed results there? Absolutely, Shane. I mean, it's all on right at the moment. You've got the Socceroos playing in a Q8 hub, delayed World Cup qualifiers. They've gotten through just comfortably beating sides like Chinese Taipei and uh, Nepal and, uh, and and all the good news that's coming out of, uh, of Graham Arnold's camp over there. On the flip side, we've got the Matildas and the Ollie Roos who are both uh, mm. just polishing the performances as they lead into the Tokyo Olympics. Now, Tony Gustafsson, we've talked about him over uh, the last few months. Uh, he has had some pretty ordinary results in their first three outings against the Dutch, the Germans and the, the Danish. And they've got one more match against Sweden who they play against in the Olympics and uh, uh, they have uh, really been performing uh, um, in, a, in a fashion that we haven't seen a national side performing for many, many years, uh, losing 5-1, 5-0, 3-2, they were down 3-0 with only five minutes to go. Uh, so they really need to to get something going there if they're going to uh, mm. uh, get a result out of the Olympics. And then the Oli Roos, uh, it's, it's an interesting story with the Oli Roos because a lot of the final Olympic group are playing in that Q8 hub. Uh, others have not traveled with the group because the uh, the, F, the football association allowed the, the the teams in the finals not to send their Oli Roo players, so uh, so they uh, you know their, their results, even though they haven't been good, uh, have been competitive and uh, and and we we'll pro- we can probably hope for some good things from the Oli Roos in the in the Olympics. Yeah, we look forward to that. Now, Rob, I know that you would be very very happy with Collingwood getting its win over Melbourne, but seeing that you're my brother and I don't like Collingwood, I'm not going to ask you about it. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. Uh, thank you, and uh, thanks for the. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Katie Brown and to Rob Gilbert. And thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Spartan Sports. Yeah, Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.